Well, good evening. Oh, you can do better than that. Good evening. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. Come on, we can, we can, we could got this, right? We got this. Hey, I don't know about you, but I like some of the superhero movies, right? I like some of the Avenger movies and stuff, and like some of the old Superman movies, right? They're kind of, you know, dated but good. One in particular, um, there's an old Superman movie where Superman swoops in to save a man from a burning, like, inferno. He is about to meet his demise, and in swoops Superman. He rescues him from the fire and lifts him to safety and he has him in his arms as he is flying, carrying him home. And in this particular scene, the man is trembling, scared, and Superman asks him, what's wrong? What are you scared about? He says, I'm scared of falling. Like, I'm scared of of, of dying here and falling And, and Superman says something pretty poignant. He says, do you think I have enough power to save you from the fire, but not enough power to take you home safely? Right? I mean, and that's a good, right? That preaches, right? That, 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 that statement will preach for sure. And that's really the point that I want to make. I wonder if that illustration, if that statement reflects Maybe more than we're willing to admit, our view of God sometimes, our understanding of him. In a lot of ways, we don't doubt that he has the power to save us from the fires of hell. We don't doubt that he has the ability to impact our eternity. But if you're honest with yourself, if I'm honest with myself, There have been times when you wonder if he has the ability to affect your present realities. We question, we wonder. So if that's you tonight, maybe you're too embarrassed to even admit it, and that's okay. But the name of God that we are gonna look at for the next few minutes is just for you tonight. So the name that we're coming to tonight is Yahweh Roy. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, if you've been in church long at all, there is a passage of scripture that you immediately think of when you hear that phrase and when you hear that name of God. And what is that passage? Psalm Psalm 23, and in just a moment, we're going to look at that psalm because that is where we see God introduced in this way with that name used, that he is Yahweh Roy. The name also sometimes is pronounced Raha, and and it means a protector, it means a provider, it means one who tends and feeds, one who keeps. It's the word shepherd, because a shepherd does all of those things. That shepherd imagery, you and I both know as we read our Bibles, we see it throughout scripture. In Genesis, Abel, we're introduced in the first few chapters of Genesis to a shepherd by the name of Abel. 
A few chapters later, we are introduced to Abraham, who is a shepherd, and then his sons, Isaac and Jacob, follow in his father's footsteps, and they are shepherds. A few generations later, Moses arises, and Moses is a shepherd. And then David, King David, who started out as a shepherd boy. And then when we go to the New Testament, when the angels announce the birth of the Messiah, they announce it first to who? To shepherds. We see this imagery of shepherds throughout the Bible, so we're familiar with it. But here's what I want you to consider. A shepherd had one job, one job, to protect and care for the sheep. The care of the sheep was a shepherd's only responsibility. But I want you to think about that job and what it entailed. That job was all-consuming. A shepherd didn't clock in at 9 a.m. and clock out at 5. A shepherd 24-7 was with the sheep because I don't know how much you know about sheep. I know what I've read. Sheep are dumb. Sheep need constant attention so they don't eat things they shouldn't eat, so they don't get stuck places they shouldn't get stuck, right? I mean, sheep need so much care. It was an all-consuming job to care for a sheep. And it was an extremely personal job. There's a book that I have that I love. It's a devotional book, and it is, it, is a, it is a pastor who took a sabbatical, and he went to the Middle East, and he lived with shepherds for, for almost an entire year, and he just observed them. And the thing that struck me that he observed was how personal and intimate a shepherd knew his sheep. If he had a flock of 50 or if he had a flock of 1,000, he knew every one of their names. He knew certain characteristics that this one had that this one didn't have. He was intimately acquainted with his sheep because he lived with them every day. That's a shepherd. That is what a shepherd does. That is the characteristic of a shepherd. And so when we get to Psalm 23, and even though many of you may be able to recite it, you've heard it so many times, I want you to get out a Bible. If you brought one, great. If not, grab one out of the pew and turn to Psalm 23, because I want you to look at the words of this psalm that introduce us to Yahweh Roy. The Lord is my shepherd. Yahweh is my shepherd. Look with me. We're going to go through this quickly, and I'm, as we go through, as we read it, we'll stop along the way, but I just wanted to paint a picture for you of a shepherd. Listen to what David, the shepherd, says about Yahweh, Roy. The Lord who is the shepherd. Listen to what he says. The Lord is my shepherd. Two things notice here. It is present tense. He is my shepherd. He isn't was my shepherd. It, he, it's not he will be my shepherd. He is my shepherd. And then how personal it is. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And then from there, David says, I shall not want. 
He provides everything that we need. When we think of this name of God, I want to challenge you, I want to challenge myself to understand that all we need, the hand of the shepherd provides. So many of times the reason we have discouragement and doubt and will even slip into depression and, and fear is because we think we need something that the shepherd doesn't provide. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want because I have everything I need from his hands. It says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside the still waters. That word make should strike you. It isn't he gives you the opportunity to lie down in green pastures. No, the shepherd knows what the sheep need more than the sheep know what they need. And so the shepherd knows he must make his sheep lie down in green pastures. You ever have a child that didn't want to go to bed? Did you make them go to bed anyway? Why? Because you knew they needed sleep even if they didn't know they needed sleep. The shepherd knows what the sheep need and he makes them to lie down in green pastures and he leads them beside still waters. Why is it still water? Because sheep are scared of running water. They won't drink it. And if they happen to fall into it, they won't get out. So the shepherd knows to lead them beside still waters. I've even read that a shepherd, if he can't find still water, he will dam up a stream to make a pond that is still long enough for his sheep to drink. His shepherd leads them beside still waters. It says he restores my soul. When we don't just know the words, the Lord is my shepherd, but when we believe the Lord is our shepherd, we are willing to lay aside any notion we have of self-sufficiency. To say, Lord, I am but a sheep. I cannot care for myself. I cannot provide for myself. But you can and you will. And I can trust you. And in that admission that we are not self-sufficient, there is rest for our souls. Church, do you not feel that, that one of the things that will wear us out and burn us out and cause us to have fatigue and worry and, and, and cares is when we think we must control everything and it is up to us to handle and fix it and we crumble under the weight of those burdens. The shepherd, the good shepherd wants to restore our soul with the understanding of what he provides for the sheep. Says he leads me in paths of righteousness. God's desire is to lead you. There's that personal thing. He wants to lead you. Not just to lead us, even though he does, but to lead you toward paths of life. For his namesake. And in the passage that we, we quote this so many times in some of the darkest moments of our lives, it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We have no need to fear because we have a good shepherd who is with us 
in the valleys, in the shadows. He goes with us through them, and he doesn't just go with us through them, he goes with us through them with his rod and his staff. The rod to ward off enemies and attackers. The staff to pull us back when our feet stumble, to pick us up gently and set us back on a firm path. The good shepherd is with us, even in those moments, so there is nothing that we need to fear. It says, he prepares a table before me. Got just a minute. A shepherd, I didn't know this, but a shepherd would take a piece of cloth and he would put grass in it and he would fill and he would make a pouch out of it. And when he had to go after a lost sheep, when he would find that sheep and, and bring it to safety, a sheep that probably has been stuck and stranded, right, and, and it would not have eaten, he would take out that cloth and he would lay out a table before the sheep so that he could eat. The Lord provides for our needs, our physical needs, our emotional needs, our spiritual needs. He prepares a table for us. It says he anoints our head with oil. Why would a shepherd do that? Because a sheep that had gotten lost could get stuck in thorns and thistles and briars and his head would be cut up and and he would be bleeding and wounded and the shepherd would cover those wounds and soothe them. Do we get wounded by the cares of this world, by circumstances, by the trials and concerns of life? Aren't you thankful we have a shepherd who anoints our head with oil to comfort us, to soothe us in our hurt and in our pain and to bring healing in the midst of it? It says, and because of that, his cup overflows Church, the good shepherd is not just enough for you, he is more than enough for anything that you or I will face. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. A shepherd would have sheepdogs that would bring, he was, shepherd would lead and the sheepdog would come in behind to make sure the sheep stayed on the path. In this psalm, those sheepdogs are goodness and mercy and they're following in behind the shepherd to keep the sheep on the path. The path to where? The path to the last verse of the psalm, to the dwelling place where we will be with the Lord forever. Hallelujah. That is the shepherd. The longing of every one of our hearts is the shepherd. This good shepherd. All through the Old Testament, the people of God were crying out for a shepherd to lead them, and every shepherd fell short. They were inadequate, to the point that the prophet Ezekiel said, woe to the shepherds. They have been out for selfish game, and they have not cared for the sheep, and they've actually abused the sheep. No shepherd arose that would meet the needs of the sheep until the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and in John chapter 10, Jesus stands up and he proclaims, I am Yahweh Rui, 
I am the good shepherd. Why do we know that? Because he says, I will lay down my life for the sheep. I am the fulfillment of Psalm 23. I am the good shepherd. I do all of these things that David is talking about, and I know my sheep, I know their names, they know my voice, and I will lay down my life for the sheep. This name of God tells us that God is here and he is, cares about the here and now. He cares about what's going on in your life at this very moment. He doesn't just care about your eternity, although he cares deeply about your eternity. But he cares about your hurts and your pains and your concerns in the here and now. And he is here to walk with you. He invites you as the good shepherd to draw near and to stay close to him. And he will meet your every need. Yahweh Roi, the Lord is my shepherd. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you that you are the good shepherd, that you have proven that you are the good shepherd by laying down your life for your sheep. We thank you that you care for us, that you are with us, and you invite us to draw near. You call us by name to yourself, and in your presence is life and healing and nourishment and restoration for our souls. Help us to remember as we leave here today that you, Lord God, Yahweh, are our good shepherd. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray, amen. All right, let's go on for the rest of our evening. Have a great rest of the night.